Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners designed to get us into God's Word every single day for, oh, about 13 minutes or so. In so doing, it helps us to stay focused on our faith in God and to grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to have a better mindset, a better perspective to deal with life every day and to stay focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, and on eternity. Now, you know people in your life, don't you, who need to change their focus? Probably some within your own family, in fact. Help them to do so by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but make up your mind and start sharing with your family members, your friends, work associates, neighbors, literally with everybody you can, with everybody you can, people need to turn to God. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. And while that will be a great blessing for them, it will also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind and make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about the Bible. Can we believe the Bible? What are your thoughts about that? There are a lot of people who are skeptical about being able to believe the Bible as being truly, totally the Word of God, that we can have confidence in it. Now, a whole lot of those who have those doubts probably virtually never read the Bible. Now, they may have heard some people talking and saying some things about the Bible. Maybe they've read some article somewhere that somebody wrote who was prejudicial against the Bible as being the Word of God and being reliable. They don't, but they, don't really, they haven't really dug into it themselves very much, if at all. Now, as I said, in this country, the Bible is the best-selling book, hands down, by far, every single year. But unfortunately... I'm afraid that maybe even the vast majority of people in our country, even though they probably own one or two or three or maybe more Bibles in their home, they sit virtually unopened every year. Most people, I'm afraid, don't really read the Bible, if at all, hardly at all. And so, it's kind of like having medicine in your medicine cabinet that is there, that is for your cure of whatever illness that you're dealing with every day, but it's just sitting in your medicine cabinet with the cap on it. You never open it up. You never take the pill or the medicine in whatever form it might be. Well, you see, as long as it's sitting in that bottle, it's not doing you any good. Now, the offer is there, the opportunity is there, but until you take that out of the medicine cabinet, take that top off, and take the medication, it's not going to do you a bit of good. The cure is there, but you're not going to be cured because you're not taking the medicine. God's Word is the cure or the guide to the cure for our greatest problem, and that's sin. But if you don't open up the book... If you don't read the scriptures and find out how to receive that cure, and that is to come to God through Jesus Christ, our Savior, not just believing in him, 
but obeying him by repenting of our sins, confessing openly our faith in him, and then surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross in his dying on that cross as the perfect sacrifice for us. Hebrews 10 and verse 10. That blood then will cleanse us as we're buried with him in the waters of baptism. His blood will cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. And we will come up out of that watery grave, having been immersed in that water, as he was literally enclosed in that tomb. But he came forth alive. And we will come up reborn spiritually, John 3, verses 3 through 5. Made new spiritually, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. But you see, we've got to read about the cure. We've got to first come to understand the disease and its ultimate consequences. And that disease is sin. And the consequences is eternal condemnation in hell. Before we can understand our need for the cure, and that is forgiveness and salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Bible gives us all of that information. And beyond that, how to live the faithful Christian life before God while we're still living on this earth. Can you believe the Bible? Can you accept it? Well, a lot of people would say, well, oh yeah, I, I believe it, but they don't read it. Other people would be, somewhat skeptical. Well, I, I, I believe parts of it. Tell me which parts. Tell me which parts you don't believe. How do you know? If you don't believe those parts, how do you know they're not true? The parts you do believe, how do you know if they're true? You see, if a person rejects the scriptures of God's word, then he rejects God, who is revealed in those scriptures. The two go hand in hand. A person cannot attack the Bible without also attacking its author, and that is God. Did human beings write down the scriptures? Sure, absolutely. But they did not do so on their own and through their own authority. But all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Greek says all scripture is God-breathed. Those writers wrote as they were guided by the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote so that it would be the true word of God. As we read last time, the Apostle Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 2, or chapter, uh, chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of private interpretation. Some people think, well, you, you see it your way, I see it my way. No, uh, uh, uh. We all have to see it God's way. The, the text goes on and says, holy men of God were guided, or they wrote, they put down God's very word as they were guided by the Holy Spirit. Now let me read that particular text exactly. No prophecy of scripture is a matter of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man. Man didn't make it up. The writers who wrote it down, they were simply penmen who wrote it down by God's guidance. And the text goes on and says, holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And so when you combine that 
with what Paul, the apostle, wrote in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God's very word written by human penmen who were guided to write what they wrote by God through the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 9 and verse 20, the Apostle Paul asked this rhetorical question. Who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, why have you made me like this? Now remember, as we introduce this particular line of study, we referred to an analysis by C.S. Lewis, who observed that ancient man, when they would approach God, they saw God as the judge and themselves as the ones standing before the judge's bar or bench. But we have become, modern man has become so arrogant in our thinking, we think that we know better. And so we now see ourselves as the judge and God standing before us as his judge to determine whether he really is God whether his word really is his word, and whether we can really believe in his word and in him. Now again, understand, we're asking the question, can we believe the Bible? What do you think about the Bible? If you reject the Bible, then you're rejecting God because the Bible is God's word. And the Bible teaches us about God. So who are you? who has been formed, created by God, to say to God who formed you, why have you made me like this? Romans 9 and verse 20. God does not need to justify himself to mankind. Mankind needs to become justified before God, by God, through the Savior, Jesus Christ, God's Son. In Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 3, Ezekiel was dealing with a rebellious people. Even though they claimed to be the people of God, they were rebellious. They were idol worshipers. In verse 3, God told Ezekiel, Son of man, speak to the elders of Israel. Say to them, thus says the Lord God, have you come to inquire of me? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. We drop down to verse 34. When you offer gifts, uh, verse 31 rather, when you offer your gifts and make your sons pass through the fire, you see the Jews of that day, even though they claimed to be the people of God, were offering their children as human sacrifices to idols. And God said, you're doing such a barbarous thing. You defile yourselves with all your idols, even to this day. So I shall not be in, so shall I be inquired of by you, O house of Israel. As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. We are the sinners. Romans 3 and verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. Romans chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. We are the ones who need forgiveness so that we can stand before God as justified through our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
God is the judge. We are the ones standing before his judgment seat. We go back to Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. How could anybody look at the creation? If you narrow it down, how could anybody look at the world in which we live and not believe in God as the creator? Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even the, the eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Oh, but see, we're so arrogant, we think we know better than God, don't we? We think we're smarter than the scriptures. Because although they know God, they did not know, glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but, because, uh, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. So those among us who think we're too smart to believe the Bible, and some who go so far as to say we're too smart to believe in God, we become fools. We become fools. You cannot reject the scriptures without rejecting God because the scriptures reveal to us the details of God. Let's stop and pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us in spite of us. Thank you for giving us the second chance through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Thank you for giving us your word to guide us to salvation and eternal life through him. Praise be to you, Father. Please forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.